0: Boy, I actually have a red battery, (laughs) so it's red. Let me try this. Good morning and welcome to Holy Trinity. We are grateful that you are with us this morning. Because of God and Christ loves and welcomes everyone, we will also welcome one another in the name of Jesus Christ. No matter who you are or where you're from, no matter the color of our skin or who we love or marry, no matter what our gender identity or our age, or our documentation status, or our voting record. Even how we feel about organized religion, or church, or online worship at this time. We hope that this will be a time and a virtual space where you will feel welcomed, a sense of belonging, and the love of Christ. Let us turn now our hearts toward confession. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who forgives all our sin, whose mercy endures forever. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done Because we are buried with Christ in the waters of baptism, we are raised to new life with him. By grace, you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Rejoice in this good news.
1: A reading from 1 Samuel. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel. And he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But Eli said, I I did not call, lie down again. So Samuel went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am for you called me. But Eli said, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again, a third time, and he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if the Lord calls you, you shall say, Speak Lord for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening.
2: Then the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make both ears of anyone who hears it tingle. On that day, I will fulfill fulfill against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him that I am about to punish his house forever for the iniquity that he knew Because his sons were blaspheming God and he did not restrain them. Therefore, I swear to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be expiated by sacrifice or offering forever. Samuel lay there until morning. Then he opened the doors of the house of the Lord. Samuel was afraid to tell the vision to Eli, but Eli called Samuel. And said, Samuel, my son, he said, here I am. Eli said, what was it that the Lord told you? Do not hide it from me. May God do so to you, and more also, if you hide anything from me of all that God told you. So Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. Then he said, the Lord will do what seems good to the Lord. As Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was a trustworthy prophet of the Lord. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God.
3: search sure.
4: trace my journeys and my resting places and are acquainted with all my ways indeed there is not a word on my lips but you O oh lord know it all together you have
3: searched me out and
4: compass me behind and before, and lay your hand upon me, such knowledge is too wonderful for me, it is so high that I cannot attain to it. For you yourself created my inmost parts, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I will thank you because I am marvelously made. Your works are wonderful and I know it well. secret and woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes beheld my limbs, yet unfinished in the womb. All of them were written in your book. My days were fashioned before they came to be. How deep I find your thoughts, O God! How great is the sum of them! if i were to count them they would be more in number than the sand to count them all my lifespan would need to be like yours
5: The Holy Gospel according to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Glory to you, O Lord. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to Philip, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? But Philip said to him, come and see When Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him he said of him Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit Nathanael asked him Where did you get to know me? And Jesus answered I saw you under that fig tree before Philip called to you And Nathanael replied Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered him, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord to you, O Christ.
6: Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. You're muted. Um, we can't hear you. I think you're on mute. Sally, unmute yourself. Bottom left corner. Click on it. Unmute. Not hearing. Oh, the joys of Zoom. But then we've all known the opposite problem too, when we want to say, who's unmuted? There's annoying background noise, sirens, dogs barking, door slamming, people talking. So can all this muting and unmuting teach us something about the balance of speaking and listening? Spiritually speaking, we mute ourselves when we even practice silence and worship, that we can hear divine inspiration whether it be comfort or challenge or calling. The problem is God sometimes seems muted. How in the heck can you hear the voice of God? We think people who hear God speaking to them are kind of crazy, but there are such stories in the scriptures, right? like the story of Eli and Samuel today. The stuff of legend. Kids love this story. Spiritual guides love this story. Skeptics love this story. I love this story. It seems God is on mute. The word of the Lord rare in those days, the text says. Maybe God was angry at the corruption of those days. So we have two characters, Eli, the old priest whose eyesight is failing, and Samuel, his apprentice, asleep in the temple. Now remember, Samuel is Hannah's child who offered him to the Lord. He had a divine calling from the very beginning, but so far at age 12, even though he's asleep in the temple, he doesn't know God yet. So So God unmutes. God speaks to Samuel in the night. Now, sure, some people hear voices in the night, and maybe there are messages in dreams and nightmares, but that's another sermon or another story. It's almost funny. God unmutes and says, Samuel, Samuel. Three times this happens. Every time. Samuel, well, either sleepwalks or scurries or sprints to Eli, thinking the old man is calling him. Nope, Eli says, it's not me. Go back to sleep, leave me alone. Until the fourth time, Eli begins to wonder if a divine unmuting is going on. So Eli tells the boy Samuel to go back to bed, to lie still, to take some deep breaths and to listen, to listen for the God who knows us intimately, who searches us out, who knows our comings and goings as the beloved Psalm 139 states. And after the unmuted divine voice calls out for the fourth time, Samuel finally recognizes the voice of God. And Samuel says those words that echo our baptismal calling as well. Speak Lord, your servant is listening. Is listening really that difficult? Um, I think so. Most of us love to hear ourselves speak or to rant, or to post online. These days, all of us are an authority. All opinions are valid. No wonder conspiracy theories and all kinds of untruths can foment. No wonder our country lives in alternate realities. Neuroscientists remind us that we are wired not so much for active listening, to pay attention to the other person, but for holding back than giving our rebuttal as soon as the other person is done speaking. That's why we do active listening exercises in premarital counseling. And over these many years, I've done them a lot with many of you. And if you're not putting them into practice, here's a reminder. I wonder if our country could use a nationwide initiative on learning how to mute I mean how to truly listen to one another rather than the self-righteousness that's my default setting and probably many of ours. It takes curiosity and humility to learn from another, not having our minds made up all the time. And boy, is that hard today. But don't get me wrong, not that our listening will also bring some strong words when we finally do unmute and speak. Do you think Samuel wanted the calling he got? A message that would make the ears of the people tingle, the text says. Now, that was a time of political anarchy. Everybody did their own thing. Eli's sons used their position of privilege for their benefit taking advantage of women and effecting injustice. It was a royal mess. Eli's family comes apart. But Samuel needs to speak the truth. The dynasty is over. Corruption is over. Nepotism is over. It's time for new leadership. Samuel will be a transitional figure until Saul is inaugurated, is anointed as king. There was nothing muted about the displays of racism and hatred on January 6th. American Christians, our siblings in Christ displayed signs that said Jesus saves and God guns and guts made America. Let's keep all three. So as we take a deep breath, are we listening for our spiritual response to this growing movement in our country? Have we as progressive Christians allowed the message of Jesus' mercy, love, and restorative justice to be co-opted by hate? Unmute, proclaim it in the public square. This is not the Jesus we follow. This is not the Jesus, thanks to the religious right, that so many young Americans think is Christianity. Maybe God isn't on mute. Maybe we're still trying to learn how to listen. One writer believes that one of Martin Luther King Jr.'s most relevant teachings was his conviction that each one of us holds some part of the truth. King didn't shy away from words that would make the ears of the people tingle in that day. When preaching a controversial sermon in 1967, linking the Vietnam War to civil rights, he decried an American arrogance that has everything to do about teaching others and nothing to learn or spending more money on military defense than social uplift, something King called spiritual death. Today's texts are about the divine invitation to come and follow, to find purpose for our lives, to become an apprentice, to learn when to mute and when to listen. And I just don't mean on Zoom, but in our everyday lives. There's a time to speak and a time to listen To quote Ecclesiastes, listening is one of the greatest gifts that we can offer one another. A few folks have asked what the goals are. What's the purpose of these listening and discernment groups that we are having at Holy Trinity? Now on one hand, just being together, just establishing community in small groups is enough of a purpose. But I wanna be frank with you. Holy Trinity will change drastically in the coming months and years. Every church will, every institution will. And we are listening for the Spirit's guidance for our future. How can Holy Trinity continue to share its grace-filled DNA? at Grace Place and through the Lakeview Lutheran Parish and in other ways in our city, how can our anti-racism work, our welcome and our witness have a greater reach? Being muted is weird. I get it. It's kind of humbling, isn't it? But it is a reminder of the holy work of listening because it involves spiritual work of slowing down, paying attention, giving eye contact, being present and being open. As a Sufi musician states, listening is making an altar out of our ears. So listen, listen to the voices of others, listen to the sound of silence, listen to the God who knows us intimately and who invites us to come and see, and then invites us to come and hear the word of the Lord, words of grace, words of justice, words of mercy, words of hope, words of forgiveness, come and follow, come and follow this one who comes to us as one unknown, yet in flesh and blood is Savior and Lord. Amen.
7: This week we observe the week of Prayer for Christian Unity, commemorate Martin Luther King Jr. and inaugurate the new president of the United States. Let us offer laments and petitions to God, responding to each with the words, O Lord in your mercy, receive our prayer. O God, we lament the times when our churches have rejected collaboration with other traditions and denominations. And we pray that all your people will follow your call to discipleship and grow deeper into our unity in Christ. O oh God, in your mercy. Receive our prayer. We lament the ways that we and our society have misused your earth with selfish or short-sighted actions. And we pray for an increased commitment to the care of your marvelous creation. O oh God, in your mercy. Receive our prayer. We lament the occasions when our government has neglected the needs of the people of America. We lament the uncontrolled rage and the senseless violence that have recently defaced our nation. We lament the decades of ethnic injustices and racial prejudice that brought such suffering to many residents of our country. We pray for President-elect Biden, for Vice President-elect Harris, and for all our elected members of Congress, that they uphold the common good and that our capital cities be safe as we mark the next stage of our national life. O God, in your mercy.
0: Hear our prayer.
7: We lament the unspeakable sadness that has been unleashed by the coronavirus here and around the world. And we pray that you bring health to the sick, comfort to the dying, Resilience to health workers, prompt vaccinations to everyone, and a lasting end to this scourge. We remember especially those we name now in the chat feature or by temporarily unmuting.
1: Susan Cassidy, Rebecca Sullivan, Tanisha Akers. Novi St.
7: John. O God, in your mercy.
0: Receive our prayer.
7: We lament also our private sorrows and our hidden fears. And we pray that as with the boy Samuel, you speak to us in the night of our need. O God, in your mercy.
1: Receive our prayer.
7: We lament the lives of those who have died in storms, in riots, and in sick beds. We praise you especially for the life and legacy of Martin Luther King Jr. and for blessed Mary, Peter, Henry, Agnes, and all your holy ones, that at the end you draw us to the splendor of your light. O God, in your mercy. Receive our prayer. Into your hands, O loving God, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord.
6: Amen. Good morning. I'm coming to you from my home, getting ready for church on a Sunday morning. I'm in in my bathrobe, I've had my coffee, my all-brown, I'm all ready to go, so to speak and a few ideas on how to make church a little bit more reverent or participatory. First would be, well, it's a bit cluttered here, start by clearing the space, clearing the clutter. Maybe you want to dress up or dress a little bit differently than you would on a Sunday, just to make the day a little bit different. Then, prepare a space. Put out something lovely to remind you of the symbols of our faith, like water, a candle, prayer beads, incense, flower, plant, bell icon or stone maybe you want to bake bread to involve your body and then to give an offering to world hunger or pantry after it so remember our jewish siblings worship is centered in the home and we could have things to learn from them one person told me that she goes for a walk and then she comes back into her space and it becomes sacred space For me i've been realizing that i really slouch most of the time especially like if i'm sitting like on a couch so a straight back chair works for me and then use your body in different ways as we would in worship bow and then also with you as the pastor bows to you make the cross or the other symbols at the gospel or the orance position at the lord's prayer to involve your body more fully in worship and then a few words about chat, that interesting, fascinating Zoom feature. Think of it as a a little whisper and which things you'd whisper to the person next to you and what you'd whisper to everybody. But here's a couple ideas. One, I learned that you can send an individual private chat to someone to thank a musician or the preacher or someone giving a faith story. And then if you get distracted by chat, as some people do, an idea is to open the chat box. And then to drag it off the screen or to the side and look at it later or the time of the prayers. Finally, sing if you can. It'd be good for body and soul. And in all things, try to bring reverence as we do in an in-person worship to what you do in your home. And then take that reverence in the way you treat the earth, the way you treat your pets and animals, and our siblings in Christ. May you have a very blessed Sunday morning or Saturday evening worship. Well, I would like to say that that product product placement of all brand was not my idea. But having said that, we are weeks away from a whole year of online worship. And for some of us, we are ready to be in person. And so those are just a few ideas. Everyone won't do all of them. I don't do them all, but you might choose a couple. How can we begin to add some reverence, some variety, to add the body? I found a way today to actually be standing up when I sing and when I pray and so forth, and it just feels so good to, to do that. So do what you can um, as we move forward for even more weeks of online worship. In the givings, in the uh, chat will come a, a way to give offerings online and we thank you for those. Also a link if you are a newcomer to tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, And now a reminder of a couple things coming up. This coming Thursday is part of our third Thursday series with the other ELCA Lutheran churches in Lakeview. And many times I've already been recommending to you highly this book, Caste, The Origins of Our Discontent by Isabel Wilkerson. She links together the caste system in India, the Nazi Germany realities and the issue of race in this country, particularly related to African Americans. I've read many books on race, but this is very different, and it is devastating in how it reveals who we are and um, the realities that our country faces. So even if you haven't been able to read the book yet, there is a at, at the online site under announcements at our Holy Trinity website, there is a short article that you can read in preparation. And even if you don't get that on, please come and learn a little bit more. Our leader will be Dr. Dan McAdams from Northwestern University and one of our very own members. And then a, re- then a, a reminder that two weeks from today is our annual meeting A zoom annual meeting we'll be using the polling feature to vote and if you uh want to make sure that you and someone else in your home has their own vote um you can actually use two computers at that point otherwise we'll we'll just do the best we can we're going to try to make it a little bit interesting and fun online zoom annual meeting two weeks from today right after worship and finally those listening discernment groups that you've been hearing me talk a lot about and of course talking about a tingling ears and listening today one of those sessions will be uh, following worship today. And even if you didn't sign up, if you're free and would like to join today for the second and third, please do. But there will also be in the chat a way to sign up for other sessions. There are several there are several um, evening sessions that are a one, a one hour, one hour and 15 minute way to do it in one setting. That concludes our announcements. A blessed Lord's Day to you all and we now continue with the musical offering.
0: nourishes and sustains, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Life is short and we do not have much time to gladden the hearts of those who travel the way with us. So be swift to love, make haste to be kind, and the blessing of the triune God who made us and loves us and goes before us be upon you and with all those whom you love this day and always. Amen. Amen.
7: Go in peace. Serve the Lord.
0: Thanks. Thanks be to God. to God. This time, I invite you to turn your cameras into gallery view, so we can greet one another with God's peace. The peace of Christ be with you always. And also, and also with you. Peace. With you.
1: Peace. With you. Peace. 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 Cool. Peace. peace. With you. Peace.
7: Everybody. With you. Peace. With you. Peace. Everybody. Everybody. peace. God's peace. Nice peace. God's peace. peace. God's peace.
3: peace. God's peace.